This past week, the Bank of Canada raised interest rates by 50 points, causing many to wonder, will we be able to afford to live in the city much longer? And what does this mean for those wanting to own a home in the future and also just consumer debt as well? Lyle Stein is the president of Forvest Global Wealth Management, and he joins me now. Thanks for joining me, Lyle. Good morning. So was the Bank of Canada right to raise the interest rate by 50 points? You know, right is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Um, the, the, the issue becomes, from, the, from a Canadian economy perspective, the economy is running hot. And the question is, how do you slow down an economy is running hot? Um, the solution that we, we have typically, and that we saw last week, is that the central bank raises interest rates, which slows things down. And, you know, it, it has, it's a very blunt instrument. It hurts some people. It helps some people. Um, the problem is the, the numbers all get measured on an average basis, and that's where it gets difficult. So homeowners clearly got hit, though those with variable rate mortgages got hit particularly more. Yeah. That's the tough part from what the Bank of Canada did. And, you know, unlike the U.S., where they, we've seen 50 ba- or 75 basis points, this 50 may be one last one done because of the pain it's inflicting on Canada. I'm curious. You said this helps some people and hurts some people. Who does this help? It helps savers. Mm. For years, those who saved got virtually nothing. If you had a GIC, Guaranteed Investment Certificate, or... As everybody knows, if you had a bank account, you were receiving no interest for all practical purposes for the, you know, the post-pandemic period. But really, even post-2000, interest rates have been low. Savers have been punished dramatically. With the rise in interest rates, savers are now being compensated. And, you know, for example, you're getting 5% on a GIC. You got 1% on that a year ago, two years ago. It's true. I do remember my GICs being pretty sucky. So does that mean we should start saving? I believe we should always be saving. Of course, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mindset thing. And, and that's part of the problem, too. You know, what we've had over the, over the post-pandemic period is a, a period of massive saving, and that's what caused the inflationary issues. You know, governments around the world, helicopter dropped money into consumers' pockets. Uh, we couldn't go out and spend it, and so we bought stuff. Uh, the stuff prices went up because we had the classic definition of too much money chasing too few goods, and up went the price level. Exacerbated, obviously, by oil and the, the problems in Ukraine. Uh, but the, the fact is there was just too much money. Now what we have to do is kind of get that inflation out of the system we have to withdraw money, and when you take oomph out of anything, it just isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Are there other measures the Bank of Canada should be looking at in the future to slow down the economy? Um, you know, that's a that's a really tough one. Uh, that now you're moving you know, out of the realm of what is referred to as monetary policy. That's a central bank into fiscal policy, which are government actions, and you know, I I, I think. Over my life, the experience is that governments never want to do any action that might hurt someone. They only want to help someone. But the unintended consequences of not hurting sometimes are even worse. So, yes, is there something they could do? Um, well, 
let, uh, let, the, let the solutions to bigger housing and housing inflation, which we really experienced you know, prior to run-up in interest rates, was caused, again, by too much money chasing too few homes. So, you know, we've seen now in the province of Ontario, Ford talking about how do we get more houses. Uh, it's things like how, how do we curb medical inflation? You know, nurses' salaries were very big, uh, some big increases. Why? Because they're in big demand. Uh, it's, it's things like that that we need to think about in advance, but not just think about the single thing, but what happens when we do the single thing. You know, Lyle, I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, a friend saying to me, she's, uh, I think, in her 60s, 70s, you know, that she remembers growing up and, you know, the dream of owning her home and paying off her mortgage was attainable. She now owns her home, her and her husband, they are mortgage free. And yet she looks at her grandkids, her great grandkids, and she wonders if that will ever be a reality ever again. What does this mean for those who want to get into the housing market, want to buy their first home, their dream home? You know, the, the good news, and I hate to say this because um, I, have, I have three kids. One, two own their home, one doesn't. And, you know, it's, a, it's as you, just as you described it, it isn't the same as it was. And there are some negative societal implications to that. The good news, I mean, if I, and I hate to say it, is that with the interest rates going up the way they have, the increase in housing prices is now becoming a decrease in housing prices. Now, housing prices have got to fall quite a bit to make it more affordable, but they're going in a direction that does make it easier. The difficult thing is that this interest rate, mortgage rate being at, you know, interest rates at five, mortgages at five, six, yeah. makes it more expensive. That's going to take an adjustment period. And as we go through that adjustment period, there's going to be pain, but the pain will probably be felt more so by those who currently own homes and will see the value of those homes fall. And that's good for the buyer. Unfortunately, it's good for the owner or prospective seller. Yeah. And then with, you know, larger down payments that need to be, uh, you know, a given before you purchase a home. I mean, I just know of so many friends that are just wondering about just, keep, you know, just continuing to rent as well. Let's talk about food costs really quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, they continue to go up. There are projections that our grocery bill will increase by about $1,000 next year. What What does this mean for us? <laughs> it, it means that, unfortunately, we are not going to be able to buy something else. And so, and this is the, the really difficult part about inflation. In the long run, inflation hurts everyone. It hurts everyone because it eats into our ability to do either the thing we want to do or the thing we would want to do second, but we can't do because we have to do the thing we have to do first, which is called eating or paying for our rent. Yeah. Uh, you know, rents are rents. Ownership, housing is 30% of consumer prices. Food is 16%. And, you know, that's a big whack, as you said, food costs are going up. And, and that's a hard one. The government really can't control that because it's driven by the fact that we import most of our food. And if our currency goes down because our interest rates are at a certain level, uh, we can buy less food. And then the, the other aspect is that the cost of producing food has just gone higher with transportation costs, energy costs being what they are. You know, this is a tough one. Oh, and, and by the way, then we have our dairy boards who, you know, back the price of milk up by 10% and the price of eggs up by 10%. Right faster than average food inflation. Um, this is tough. 
and it's really hard for the government to help us here. Um, you know, the, I wish I had an answer to that one. Yeah. I think we all wish you had an answer to that one, Lyle. I mean, I'm hearing of stories of people, you know, choosing, yeah, food, meat, apples, all of the nutritious things that we need, and uh, rent and having to decide which one. And usually rent because you need a roof over your head and you put aside, you know, some of those extra things in your grocery cart. Thank you so much, Lyle, for joining us today. You're very welcome, Peggy. It was nice chatting. You too. Lyle Stein is the president of Forvest Global Wealth Management. You're listening to Toronto This Weekend on 640 Toronto.